Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, The Slaver's Pride, written by Chaparthing. To break slaves is to separate one from animals. Beasts fight their own battles, build their own homes, and bear their own burdens. A civilized race must not labor for their own rewards. By acquiring slaves, one distinguishes themselves as a civilized and the slave as something less than the beast. A creature that fights its master's battles, builds its master's homes, and bears its master's burdens. To break and serve, Book of the Slaver Guild forward. The Dunsmith family saw tragedy today as their daughter, Abigail Dunsmith, was taken by the sea in the early hours of the off-coast of Blackpool. The young woman of 16 years fell into the water after a storm caught the ship that she and her family were on off guard and disappeared into the waves seconds later. The Dunsmith family continues across the Atlantic, bound for Boston as was their original intent. The tragedy facing the Dunsmiths is not a new one, and one that has plunged all of these seeking to cross the Atlantic. This tragedy is one shared by hundreds of families who braved the transatlantic crossing. The London Times, March 21st, 1821. Captain Zeneg stood over the alien. It shivered on the floor, covered in a salt water that made its primitive front fiber clothing cling to its pale flesh. Zeneg slammed his foot onto the ground, startling the alien. It looked up at him. Its eyes showed how scared it was. Zeneg was pleased. Beer was a universal language. No matter how clever or stubborn, all aliens felt it. It was just a matter of bringing it to the surface. Zeneg crouched down. The rest of the crew loomed behind him, watching to see how it would break this one. He grabbed the alien by the jawbone and turned the creature's head. Threads of copper-toned fur long as his arm dangled from the creature's head. This one was surprisingly strong. He forced the alien's head up to look it in the eye. The alien was afraid, but not paralyzed, blood pumping through it in a painfully primitive circulatory system. The creature was ideal for breaking. He pressed a clawed finger against the creature's neck until a trickle of blood spurted out of its weak flesh and to establish dominance. Zeneg planted his foot on the alien, affirming to the crew that it was his. They cheered excitedly. The captain had claimed the alien. It was time to break it. The alien was locked in a mag shackles and pulled down marrow holes and breaking corridor. To the uninitiated, the breaking corridor was tantamount to creative and cruel means of execution, and to most civilized races it was. But primitive races were made to sterner stuff, still physically weak and vulnerable, but remarkably resilient all the same. First they forced it out of its garments, an act that, uh, to the amusement of the crew, the creature hid its reproductive organs in what could only be described as shame. When the crew saw the entertainment, Zenex saw the perfect means of breaking the creature. He could see the potential strength in the alien's body. It would have to be broken both physically and mentally. 
In the days that they had the alien on board, they had identified it as human. The Empire strictly forbade slaving them, but Zenek was never one to follow the rules of the Empire. Despite protests from the rest of the crew, they continued, traveling from system to system, picking up aliens to break and sell. All the while, Zenek conducted his orchestra of breaking. Shrieks of pain, howls of despair, as it was the music that kept him going. And during all of this, the human continued to break readily. Zedek only had to voice the Gastrat breeder at the human once for it to respond eagerly to his commands. It was a pretty specimen of the species, and one that he intended to make intact. After seeing the results of one round of lashings, he forbade them from instead focusing on breaking her mind. Two years of breaking later, and finally Zeneg had met a breakthrough. He had the human strapped down, and Zeneg retrieved the breaking blade, decorated in rare metals and symbols of each slave broken with it. The blade was terribly sharp, but not intended to carve or stab, even though it was even able to do so. Instead, it was meant as a way to force the slave to resist in their own impulses. Drag the blade along their body and it will cut painfully, but if they resist or move in the slightest and the blade will sink further into the flesh and cause a terrible pain beyond just the cutting along the surface. Thus, after two days of tracing symbols into the human's flesh, she was completely still and fighting to not react. Marking blades left a clean tint where they had been traced. For Zenek, they left a dark red stain on the subject's skin. The human was covered in symbols, all dark red. He left the human to be cleaned up while he rested and thought of something else to break the human. He returned to the cell to find the human sitting patiently and waiting for him. Not believing his luck, he ordered the human to lay on the ground. Not only did she obediently lay on the ground unrestrained, but she never twitched a muscle or tried to escape as Zenek completed his marks into her skin. He looked into her eyes and was pleased. He was looking into the eyes of a broken creature. He commanded her to back up and she did so without question or hesitance. Delighted, Zenek brought the human out of her breaking chamber and made her a fixture of his personal quarters where he kept the other trophies. Zenek's crew was never the most intelligent lot. It came for the slaver and pirate territory. Desiring someone or something to speak to, he taught the human to read and write and how to speak the true language like his. She listened and spoke when asked, surprisingly intelligent too. Zenek enjoyed speaking with his progress on how the other slaves to the human before he would sleep. Seeing her take in his words with agreement and contemplation satisfied him. She was quickly becoming his most successful work yet. Eager to see how far she could go, he taught her more languages. He was ecstatic, not only that she was obedient, but her mind was still intact. A work of art deserved a name, and so he dubbed her Anexa, after himself, of course. The crew were not impressed by his actions, but it was not their place to judge him. As years passed, Anexa became more than a trophy. She became a second hand to the captain. He allowed Zenexa to read from, to break and serve, at first to see how far her reading and writing had come, but as she became proficient in the words spoken, Zeneg allowed her the privilege of working on slaves who Zeneg didn't have time to see to personally. Her hand was not quite gentle with the slaves, despite being one herself. Indeed, some slaves showed relief when there was Zeneg who entered the breaking chamber, rather than Zenexa. Zenek saw an opportunity and took it. 
having Zenexa prepare all slaves for him. After some years of allowing her to break the slaves, Zeneg went against the code of the slavers and taught Zenexa to use his breaking blade on their flesh. Where his marks in her flesh were ancient symbols of the slaver guild, Zenexa's marks into the slave's flesh were deep and ornate, sometimes taking days to complete her work into them. Zeneg was filled with pride and allowed Zenexa to carry his breaking blade since he almost never entered the breaking corridor anymore. Only practiced theory and the occasional southern slave that required more of a sheer brute force. Zenexa became so proficient with the breaking blade that she'd need days of privacy with the slaves. She'd exit and they would be as loyal as anyone could desire. Zeneg began taking Zenexa's slaves as his own personal guard as he worried about the loyalty of his own men. At any one time, he had at least five broken guards, all with Zenexa's marks on them. Seeing how Zenexa had grown over the years, Zenex saw no reason not to take her as a mistress. He never dirties his family's name by taking a slave as a bride, but he wanted to claim her as his own all the same. Zenexa was open to the proposal, and with a youthful eagerness, Zeneg took her to the quarters to claim her. He unshackled his loyal mistress so that he could claim every inch of her. While Zeneg's eyes closed in bliss, not able to comprehend a greater pleasure than enjoying the fruits of his labor, he felt a sharp pain in his back. When he opened his eyes, it was to see his beautiful Zenexa with his breaking blade in her hand, covered in his blood. Before he could plead for his life, Zenexa plunged the blade into the chest repeatedly, staining the pure white canvas under them with his blood. While he lay dying on his bed, the sound of slaves fighting the crew rumbled through the ship. He called out to his personal guard for help, but as they entered, Zenexa motioned to Zeneg and left them to deal with Zeneg. Zeneg accepted his fate and waited for death, but it did not come. The guard stabilized his wounds. He thought that they were rescuing him until they strapped him in shackles and left him in a pool of his own blood. When he came to, he was in the breaking chamber. Zenexa stood at the door, wearing his captain's uniform. In her hands was his breaking blade. She pressed the blade against his flesh. Zeneg had forgotten how painful the blade was. He thrashed in agony against the blade. Zenexa's punishment was swift, and she pushed the blade through his skin, bringing paralyzing pain to Zeneg. Realizing what she was doing, Zeneg fought every urge to resist, occasionally thrashing and being rewarded with mind-numbing pain. He managed to speak and asked how Zenexa could betray him. He'd broken her. He'd seen the look in her eyes all those years ago. Zenexa simply laughed and continued to mark him. She told him that once she was done, it would become clear. For two months, in twelve-hour sessions, Zenexa would mark for the former captain. Near the end, Zeneg wondered what Zenexa could possibly be marking him with. Was it a meaningless sadism for the sake of revenge? Whatever Zenexa's intent, he didn't know. As the door opened again, Zeneg offered his wrists willingly to the slave crew that now ran the ship. Zenexa shook her head, and on cue, two slave crew members brought in a mirror display into the breaking chamber where Zeneg had been stuck. When the display came to light, Zeneg saw himself for the first time in months. His flesh was stained dark red from head to toe. At first, he thought that Zenexa had stained his skin completely red, 
but with closer inspection, he could see that it was a script written on his body. A portion of it was his language, but with others he was unfamiliar with. As he read, he saw that the old Cynix's fate, distant memories of a former world and a cruel detail across his body, she'd written every act that he'd committed on her and every act he'd forced her to make. Zenexa ordered him brought to the cargo bay. Zeneg was dropped to the cargo bay and to the airlock. Zenexa pressed her lips against his marked cheek and told him his fate, that he'd be launched into space with his crimes written on him. Not even in death would he be absolved of his act. That's when his frozen body was discovered no matter what language survived, they'd be able to read what he'd done to her and that his flesh would be kept as a cipher for eternity, forever guilty of what he had done. Zenexa pushed the defeated slaver into the airlock and turned her back as she was pulled into the void of space. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.